God's grace and peace be with you this morning as we gather to hear God's word and offer our praises to our Savior. Amen. Howdy. And howdy to all you out there in internet land. Hope y'all are doing quite well. Look forward to seeing you at some point in the future. I wanted to tell you a little bit about a friend of mine. This is a friend of mine that I have known for about 15 years uh, named Andrea. Andrea was a friend of mine that I knew out in California and was a life coach and an, a human resources consultant. Now I knew Andrea as this proud woman who, who was bold and going forth and conquering the corporate world in so many ways. And time and time again, she would tell me about things that had happened in her life that I would sit there amazed. But for whatever reason, God allowed me to be like a spiritual coach to her. And every once in a while, she would come and she would tell me something that would stand out to me as quite fascinating. At one point, after about a year that I'd been out in California, she came up to me and said that she had been inspired to go forth and to become a life coach for women leaving prison to help them get back on their feet into the everyday world. And I was saying, Andrea, how did this happen? This is wonderful. How is it that God spoke to you? And she started quoting back to me these words that I'm like, those sound awfully familiar. Man, those sound really good. And then she said, of course, you're the one who said them. And I paused because I thought, how is that possible that I didn't even remember? I said something worthwhile and I didn't even remember it. But with that is realizing that something that sounded normal or commonplace for me stood out at that moment as something that she needed to hear. Over the years, uh, as I've moved around place to place, we would still keep up with each other from time to time. Maybe a call once a year, twice a year, once every other year. Life happens. But at one point, she being a runner, which I think is a whole other level of lunacy, decided to tell me at some point about something she was struggling with. And I said, Andrea, maybe sometimes it sounds like you're just trying to run away from the issues in your life. And then turned out was the exact phrase that she'd been needing to hear for decades. And without realizing it, ended up sending her down the road so that about a year ago I found out she was moving to France to become a nun. That her entire life needed something that sounded commonplace to me, but she needed to hear something that sent her down a path that she knew God had been calling to her to for many, many years. There was a, a friend of mine also out in California. All the strange stories are in California. But with it, though, is this friend of mine, Ryan, he was basically a, a, a person who loved to talk, always a little bit too loud, but also would sometimes be a little bit in your face. And I met him because I would go to the local community college uh, during my ministry there, and I would sit down and just basically talk to people as best I could, and I would go to the local secularist club. Secularist club? Aren't those the atheists? Sometimes. And yes, I did go in and sat down in the atheist club group, and I'd listen, and I'd ask questions, and I'd talk, and 
basically didn't have anything fancy to do, but slowly over time, as I would just continue to talk and have responses and do my best to be courteous and kind and have a response for whatever might be asked of me as a Christian, but they found out later being a minister, Ryan would want to then talk afterwards and realize that Ryan had pushed away his family's faith for years because he felt like intelligent people would never be able to go down that path. And yet the engineer standing in front of him was able to make sense of it so that he did come back to faith in a way that became his own even when I was no longer there. See, oftentimes in our everyday life of faith, we don't realize the things that we are doing each and every day that end up transforming or connecting with people and their lives. When we teach and proclaim what we know of God and his word and his spirit, the purposes that God has given us, the revelation of who he is in Christ, the life that comes forth from that spirit, as mundane and as normal as it might seem for us, those things might do more than we ever realized. You see, there are many ways that we encounter Jesus. Sometimes we might encounter Jesus in the normal every day. Sitting with him, eating, talking, seeing the reality for ourselves. The disciples had seen Jesus do these amazing things, even to the point of his own resurrection. And yet, what scene do we see here? A bunch of guys fishing and grabbing some food on the beach. Seven of the apostles were there. Now, I don't know about you, but if I were one of the other four, I would have some extreme FOMO, fear of missing out. I'm like, dude, you, Jesus was there. Where were you? I, I had to go you know, take care of, I had some errands to run. Whatever it was, man, you missed out. And at that point is that as on that boat is to realize that going through the motions time and time again, and yet they hadn't caught anything. And yet, what does Jesus say to do? Put your net on the other side of the boat. Were they on the wrong side of the boat beforehand? No, it's nothing. There wasn't a different lake or a different sea. I mean, it's the same sea. But at that point, it's just keep going. And then they catch 153 fish, which I'm imagining they probably counted because they didn't eat 153 fish and probably sold the rest because... What were many of them? Fishermen. But to realize then, Peter, the one who had walked on water previously, after Jesus had walked on the sea beside them, doesn't wait for that. He jumps in and goes after him. And there's Jesus sitting on the beach, cooking fish. The thing is that oftentimes, those experiences where we get a chance to proclaim God in our everyday lives and we take them for granted. We ignore how many ways there are to sit around, how many people to invite to our table, how many 
of those around us to invite into our homes, or even if we don't want them in our homes because we're introverts and that freaks us out. So we go to a coffee house or we go shopping at the Target because I don't know about you, but I love me some Target. And yet, how many of those places give us a chance to talk about something so every day, but still is a resurrected Lord? And how amazing that still is. But you see, there are other times when we are on the road to Damascus. You see, we sometimes find ourselves going along, doing what we think we're supposed to do, and then we have to have a literal or figurative two-by-four slap us in the face, knock us off of our butt, and then be able to say, I have to make a change. You see, Saul, a.k.a. Paul, thought he had it figured out. But the thing is that he had been taught for many years who God was and what the Messiah was to look for. But something in front of him was blinding him until Jesus had to knock him off his path and say, what you've been looking for, I'm right here. Stop fighting me. And with that is to realize that there are so many times when we are going down paths that we don't realize are the wrong thing, or sometimes we do. And God has to stop us and knock us off of our feet and be able to say it is time for a change. There was a, a superhero show called Daredevil that I was watching. And it was always funny because every other episode, they'd have something saying, boy, you're such a good Catholic. And it was like, why in the world would, would, would that keep coming up? And it was because all of the teachings that he had heard growing up, he still knew that there was a God that he was responsible to and that he had to actually ask deeper questions about his actions and his soul. He still had some ways to go. But the truth is, is that oftentimes we take for granted what it is that we are doing and realizing that at those times when we are knocked off our feet, what is the foundation that still brings us back to Christ Jesus? You see, when we hear Revelation and it speaks of all of those that are coming together to glorify God, both the creatures in heaven and the people on earth, do you see in there any description of, and so-and-so was confirmed on this and such a day? And so-and-so had a coming to Jesus at this moment in time. And so-and-so had this really, really great time in such-and-such such a school. No. Because the truth is that in many different ways, we all have this chance to hear Christ Jesus and to be brought to proclaiming his name. And the truth is, is that that's the piece with this, is that we don't know what leads people into this court of heaven, except we know that it all comes through the word of Christ proclaimed. You see, the thing is that with all of you that are here, I don't know what it is that this journey was that led you here. And no, I don't just mean driving down here because you really want some good donuts. But with that, 
is to be able to say that being baptized in Christ Jesus and we say this is a powerful moment, but it's just a beginning. How many steps along the way came to confirm that faith within us? The everyday moments that we took for granted, the life-altering moments that shifted our mindset and our perspective in ways that we needed. Today, we have the opportunity that we will be confirming four of our students. And the reality is that oftentimes we treat it more like a graduation instead of an opportunity to proclaim what is good and what is true and a life continuing in faith. You see, believe it or not, I don't confirm every single student that comes my way. I haven't and I won't. Because I always look at them and I say, do you believe these truths that we've said? Do you want this? Are you ready to grow in your faith? Because whatever their answer is, I know the word of God is still speaking to them. I know that God is still reaching out. They just might not be ready yet. Because that's the thing, is that in this life of faith, baptism begins it, but we don't know at what point we truly get to where we're saying, I really want this for my own. We don't know if it's always in the everyday where it just happens, and we just happen to know that this is what we do believe and what we move forward in, or God has to somehow give us a come to Jesus moment and wake us up so that we sit and we kneel down and we cry out, my Lord and my God, even as Thomas did. And we say, I need you. I am so grateful. Thank you for saving me. The thing is that with our lives and everything that pieces out is that we have no idea where this path is going to lead us. There is a, a scene from uh, Star Wars. That's a sci-fi movie. And it, there were like people in space and there were like giant dogs and such like that. And it, we're on the same page? We're, uh, no? Oh, see, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that is that in this spaceship, they're going to make this jump into hyperspace at light speed. I know. It was, it was the late 70s. So, but as they were going to go forward, what all is going to be in your path? And, and they can't make the jump right away. It takes about a minute before they can finally do so. Why? Because they're trying to figure out all the stuff that's going to go in the path. And the, you have to make sure so you don't end up going right through a star or right through a meteor. And then they can finally make the jump safely. But that's the thing about what we do with confirmation, is that what we're doing is we're talking about a path that we see before them. You are going to be going through struggles. You are going to doubt things. You are going to have your ups and downs, and you're gonna have, at times, a very mundane, normal life where you wonder, is this it? You will go through that. And we want you to know who it is to proclaim as your one true hope.
But you see, we also need to realize that confirmation is not a graduation. We treat it oftentimes like the end of our chance to really do something with them. But you see, the thing about confirmation is that it's a stepping stone. What happens with our high schoolers? What happens with our college students? What happens with our, aren't we really glad whenever they happen to show up at church? And yet, how many days of the week are they wrestling with the deepest, most heart-wrenching issues? The things that they need us to be alongside them, talking to them and saying, there is a Savior with you right here and right now. And that's the thing, is that as a church, that is a place that we do need to improve. We do need to grow in that we look at discipleship as not a graduation at the end of eighth grade, but rather discipleship continues stage after stage throughout each of these things, both the everyday life and the deep and heart-wrenching moments that we go through. So that each experience, whether sitting on the shore with Christ, eating fish, or sensing the glory of God that says, you are on the wrong path, follow me, and shifting our direction, that we get to be alongside them, even as we need people alongside us. You're not in this alone. And that's the thing with this, is that I don't know where your life is right now. And a bunch of you may be saying, okay, yeah, I'm over the age of 50. Why is this guy talking to me about this stuff? I got this figured out. Come on. No matter where we are, we have the times, bless you, where we realize that God needs to reach out, but he does it through one another. So today, as we confirm the faith of the young people that I've had the joy of being able to teach for the last two years, I'm also here to ask you, is this the time when you confirm your faith? Do you believe that there is a Jesus who gave himself for you? Do you want that salvation? Do you want to move forward and follow him? You're not going to have it all down. I'm not asking if you've got any moments inside of yourself where you're like, I had my selfish moment. No, no. Faith like a mustard seed. It's okay. But wherever you are in your life, you are still a child of God. And so as the child of God that you are, I call you, follow Jesus today and forevermore because that is the Jesus on your road and that is the Jesus who has prepared his feast for you today and always. Thanks be to God.